Hi guys, welcome back to Young and on the Way podcast with Ramesa. Today's episode was a really fun and really special one for me because I got to interview a girl who is actually in the field I'm interested in, which is medicine. She is a third-year med student and she's also a TikTok creator, guys. Her name is Sarah Struble and she was super sweet. She was super real. She was super honest with everything I asked her about. You know, she didn't sugarcoat anything. And I think this is an amazing episode for anyone who wants to be a creator, but also work at the same time, whether it is you're a student or whether you're working. Um, She has great advice for you guys on how to time manage and how to not give up. She gives really great reminders about that. Um, Her message is really important in this podcast, and I think you guys will be able to take a lot from this episode. So I'm going to stop talking and let you guys enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on Young and on the Way podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on this podcast. I am super excited too. I mean, especially as a pre-med student myself, I am really excited to have a medical student on my show. So why don't you tell a little bit about yourself to those who don't know who you are and what you do? Uh, All right. So hi, everyone. My name is Sarah Struble. I'm a rising M3. Um, So I'll be going into my clinical rotations starting Monday, actually. Um, And a little about me, I'm born and raised in LA. I now go to medical school in California. um, So I'm definitely a California girl. I like to sort of post about my experience and everything on TikTok and Instagram, um, hoping to be a little bit of an inspiration. Also, medical school is really hard. And so I try to sort of take bits and pieces of it and sort of put a comedic spin on it so that there's some comic relief in these crazy years that we're going through. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I love that. And um, I usually do a little segment before we start the questions. So if you have three quick things you're grateful for real quick, just to um, start off with some inspiration and grateful. I love that. Um, one, number one would be my family. Uh, they have always shown me just the greatest support. Um, they keep me grounded. They also motivate me. I think a huge reason that I'm still, you know, on this journey is because I have them behind me. Another thing I'm grateful for is just all my years of schooling so far. I am literally living my dream right now, and I'm just so thankful that I've had the opportunities to learn as much as I have and to meet the people that I have, um, gain the experience that I have. Um, And then third, probably my friends. Um, I have made friends every step of the way, um, and especially the friends that I've made in medical school, they really challenge me and keep me going. 
Um, we all are in this together. And I think that's really the beauty of the friendships that you make in medical school. Um, no one else really knows what you're going through until they've been through it. So I'm super grateful that I've been able to make some really good friends here. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really prepare three things um, for myself, but real quick, I'd say I'm grateful for being done with two years of college now undergrad as a pre-med student. Um, I'm grateful for you know, COVID restrictions slowly being lifted as much as we have to be careful right now. It's still great to have more in-person activities, whether it be like school or work-wise. And I'm grateful for the platform I have on this podcast. What was the reason you began creating videos on TikTok and when did you start? So I... I had the, I guess, idea for a while that I wanted to make content um, specifically related to my journey as a pre-med student and then now as a medical student. Um, I, I always sort of had that idea just because I've always been very creative. Um, and then once sort of COVID happened and I moved back home and I was in, in med school, like doing my schoolwork in my family home, and it was pretty terrible <laughs> but it gave me the opportunity to be with my sisters who are also super creative so I I think um they all sort of helped me with coming up with ideas and I made my first video and um sort of got addicted to it like it was so fun to think of ideas film it post it um, and then once I started getting some response, like some of my videos went viral and that just made me want to do it even more. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I started during COVID, like a lot of people on TikTok, I feel like it was just, you had so much free time. Why not start a TikTok? Um, and yeah, I think the reason why I started is just to have a creative outlet and um, to make videos that people could relate to if they were in the same sort of field. So I understand that like obviously as a medical school student you are so busy with just studying and doing what you guys do. How did you have time for TikTok and keep being consistent with it because I imagine you probably like I don't know it was hard to keep up with especially in the beginning when I first started making videos I struggled with that a little bit um I felt like I was spending way too much time on TikTok what I do now is I just have a content day <laughs> um so I get all my stuff done during the week and I make sure that I get it done at a certain um, time or day so that I can have some free time, um, usually a day, maybe half a day to just sort of film a bunch. And then I will periodically post those videos that I film. Um, I think that has made it a lot easier to keep up with my schoolwork and um, not get so overwhelmed with, you know, filming every day and, and not feel like TikTok is taking over my life or anything like that. 
Yeah, it's so refreshing to hear that med school students actually have time for themselves. And I mean, like, there's someone out there like you who's even on social media, because you hear all these scary stories about like, med school students not having any time not having any like social life being super stressed out. But it's great that you were able to keep a schedule and figure out a way to do it. So yeah. I want to ask you, what is medical school really like? Because it's always like so unclear. Nobody knows until you get there, like you said. So do you think you can give us a little bit of clarity on like the first couple years and like what a day-to-day is like? I know it's a loaded question, but anything. Yeah, I can do my best. Um, so I think the whole experience is definitely different for everyone, depending on you know your background, where you went to undergrad, how well you learned how to study in undergrad and everything like that. Um, So I went into medical school thinking like, this is gonna be the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm not gonna have any time to see my friends. I literally had a like fake bachelorette party right before I went to medical school because my friends were joking around. They're like, oh, you're getting married to medicine. And it was like a going away party slash like we made it bachelorette themed. Um, but I, I really did think like, oh my God, I'm never going to see you guys again. I'm not going to have any free time, but I soon found out that that's pretty false. Um, I think obviously the, um, curriculum in medical school is like nothing that you've really seen before. Um, the amount of information that you have to learn in the amount of time is really, overwhelming right at the beginning but once you sort of get in the groove and you figure out what study resources work best for you how best to study then for me I found it pretty easy to again plan out my days plan out my weeks and make sure that I was scheduling in some free time for myself and to go you know back to LA see my family see my friends um yeah, I just, my free time and my family and my friends, those are so important to me. And so if it's important to you, you make it work somehow. And for me, that just meant maybe spending a couple more hours a day on certain topics, um, just so that I would have that one free day or that one free weekend to do whatever I wanted. (laughs) what scheduling technique or resource do you use do you have like a planner do you use google calendar what what's your thing that works best so um i've tried using planners before and i'm just too like adhd to really do it consistently every day but what i would do is i did have an excel sheet for a while that had my class schedule So I would know for sure, you know, I'll be in class for this amount of time. Um, And every day was a little bit different my first year because we had lecture on Mondays and Wednesdays, then we had labs on Tuesdays, and then we had clinical skills on Thursdays, um, and then whatever on Fridays. (laughs) Um, So I made sure that I like had 
those times just completely blocked out of my schedule because I knew I was going to be in class. And obviously you can't study out while you're in class. Um, and then after that, I would go through my lectures that I had to do outside of class, figure out how long each of them was. And a lot of the times I would listen on, you know, two times speed if it was a video lecture or whatever, but then I would, um, also taking take into consideration that I was taking notes and whatever. So I would add, you know, 30 minutes to the lectures that I was supposed to have done just to be realistic and to give myself the full amount of time that I needed. I never really used an Excel sheet or anything for that. I would just sort of just do the math mentally. Um, I knew, you know, I had to get through this many lectures before my in-class lecture on Wednesday. And so my Tuesdays would be kind of jam-packed. Um, but then after Wednesday's lectures, we didn't have another set of lectures until Monday. And so I had a little bit more time to space out the lectures um, over the weekend and everything. Um, also, it depends on the system that you're in and the, the actual content of the lectures that you have for the week. So I really wouldn't know specifically how long something would take before I started reading up on it or um, watching videos on it because sometimes, you know, you come to a system where you're like, this just makes sense to me. And so you watch the videos two times speed through and you feel like, oh, I've got this. But other times you have to watch it twice. You're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why, but this is just going to take me a little bit longer. So yeah, again, I never really used an app or a planner. I would do it mentally, um, but um, definitely just keeping a mental note or if you're more like type A and you can use a planner, that's definitely a good um, resource. Yeah, it's great to hear that you're not necessarily the type A person because I would say I'm not. I'm not type A and I'm not super organized. I mean, I do it. I do it occasionally, like when I can, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. So it's it's good to hear that you can still do all that and keep up with that, even if you're not like super structured, you know, like same color pen on like, <laughs> Definitely like at not, 6 a.m., yeah. you know? Uh -huh. like, so yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, I'm um, always jealous of those people who, you know, have these really cute notebooks and planners. I'm like, I just, I can never. <laughs> uh-huh, no, yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, we make it work. <laughs> mm -hmm. So more about medical school. What is like real quick? What's the exam schedule like? Do you guys have exams every couple of months or is it like an every week thing? So I don't know if every medical school is the same. I'm not sure about the curriculum elsewhere, but at my school, we have, we go through blocks, which are system based. So our first block was not a system, actually. It was foundations of medicine. And I think it was, I want to say eight weeks um, where we were learning a lot of biochemistry and a lot of um, fundamentals of pathology and sort of everything that you need to know to have a base understanding of what you would learn later on 
in system-based um, blocks. So for us, we would have a quiz every Monday, every Wednesday, but it didn't count in terms of grades. It just counted for participation. So it was really just to make sure that you were on track. And you know, if you got a question wrong, it was almost looked at as a good thing because then you would learn more. Um, you would figure out why you got it wrong, um, talk with your group, whatever. So after eight weeks of those quizzes, then we have a final exam. And at my school, we do two exams for the lecture material. One is a um, in-house exam with questions written by our professors that were very similar to the questions that we would get in our weekly quizzes. So um, that those quizzes were really helpful in, in studying for that exam. And then we would have another exam that was given out by NBME, which is the National Board of Medical Examinees or something along those lines, um, which was more standardized and was very similar in structure and style to uh, what we would end up taking, what I took this past summer, which was the USMLE step one. So that was more for our step one. Does this make sense? <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm following, don't worry. Okay, good. Because I, I don't know how every medical school is and I honestly can't remember before medical school, like how I was expecting the exams to be or whatever. So if I'm saying anything that doesn't make any sense, just let me know. Um, this is this might be a silly question. I don't know, but how much do grades matter in medical school based on like how successful you will be in becoming a doctor? Or like, is it fine to get C's and you'll still be good to go? Like, how does that work? So my school is pass fail. So you either pass a class or you fail it. Um, they do keep track of your scores. So if you are just an overachiever and you end up, you know, ranking in the top 10% of your class, that is something that the dean can put in your letter um, that goes in with your residency applications. So that definitely looks good. But if you're, you know, just an average student, you know, you pass your classes, all that goes on the transcript is you passed. So it, it won't necessarily rank. Some medical schools are different. Um, some do rank you or, you know, tell your actual grade. And in those cases, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm sure it definitely looks better on your application to, ha to have higher scores. But in terms of pass fail, they usually don't rank you unless you're top 10%. So really doing really well helps you, but not doing really well doesn't hurt you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it matters like which medical school you go to, like whether it's like an elite top ranked school or like it's just a local school in your area? What are some of those um, factors and like what are the differences? So I was looking into this a lot when I first got into medical school because I got into a school that wasn't super well known. It was pretty new. And I 
I was, I had the same question. I'm like, if I go to this school, is that going to look bad on my residency applications? Um, is it a factor? And from what I have experienced so far and what I researched when I was looking into it, it really doesn't make a huge difference. I think the only time that it plays just a minor factor would be if you're going into super competitive specialties like dermatology, orthopedic surgery, plastic surgery, they might look at your medical school um, very, like as a, as a factor in your application, but not, it's not going to be, you know, the deciding factor. It's such a minor part of it that in the end, my final answer would be, no, it does not matter what medical school you go to. Okay. That is refreshing to hear. How was the process of applying to medical school? And did you get into medical school right away? It, it takes a long time to get your application together and, you know, perfected and people, you know, look at it and make sure that it's fine. There's no mistakes, whatever. It's like, you have to do like 15 essays, basically. And then on top of that, once you send in that application, you have secondary applications that you have to do, which are school specific. So for me, I really had no idea the entire application process before I was in it. And so one word of advice would be to know exactly what you have to do and when you have to have, like, have your application done by and you know, have it done and perfected and looked over before the application cycle starts because on the day that it starts you need to get your application in and I didn't know that at first and so I think I applied to like 20 schools and I got into one you know and possibly if I had been more familiar with the application process then I would have gotten it my application in earlier and possibly I could be somewhere else right now you know um, you never know though. And that's why I was like, I'm not going to re reapply because I got in somewhere and, you know, I think that's all that matters, but, um, the application process, I think timing is just so, so, so important. And so my advice to anyone applying would be to understand what is required, have it all done and beautiful and ready before the application cycle starts. And then also, look at some of the schools that you're applying to, uh, look at their secondary essay topics and start writing those right away as well. Um, but yeah, so those, those are my key advice. Would you recommend taking a gap year? Um, I did, and I absolutely do not regret it. I loved my gap year. And I think that in terms of the application cycle, it made it a lot easier on me because I wasn't dealing with, you know, my, doing my classwork as well as applying to medical school. I feel like the application process is so grueling on its own. I don't know if I would have been able to do it while I was still in my classes at um, in undergrad. So I would recommend taking a gap year. I know people who haven't and who are really happy as well. So it really depends on your personality. If you think that you can get it all done and you don't need extra time, then might as well just go for it. But 
for me, I knew that I wanted to spend the appropriate amount of time on my application, as well as have some free time after it. And, you know, I got to travel. I actually went to undergraduate in Michigan. And so a lot of my friends from undergrad ended up all along the East Coast, some, you know, in, in Chicago in the Midwest, and then others in LA. And after college, I moved back to California. But during my gap year, I got to visit like all of my friends. I went to Nashville, I went to Oregon, I went to um, New York, I went to Florida, like it was so fun. Mm -hmm. um, so for those reasons too, just, you know, to have some fun before you start medical school, I would definitely suggest taking a gap year. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking about taking a gap year um, just because I feel like it'll it'll be nice to have some time for yourself before you start that whole journey. And also um, it'll take away from it'll take away the stress from the application process. Um, so what does a gap year look like real quick? So you graduate undergrad in, let's say, May, right? Um, so is that when like right after May, is that when you start studying for the MCAT and like applying um, or do you start like in January? How does that work? So for me, I took my MCAT my summer, I think after junior year of college. So I was studying throughout junior year and I think I had a really dedicated study time during that summer. I remember I stayed on campus for a month um, after we were out for summer break just to sit down and study for the MCAT. I took it, I think at the end of June and then um, went home for summer. So I already had my MCAT score, which you should before you apply. Um, especially if you need to retake it, um, give yourself an, enough time to do that before your application is due. So then after my junior and senior year, um, May came around, you know, I graduated, I went back home. The application, for medical school, I believe opens like June 1st, somewhere around there. I could be wrong, but <laughs> I don't really remember. But it, so you have a month from when you graduate to the start of the application cycle to get your whole thing done. Um, so if you need more than a month, then start before you graduate in terms of compiling all your experiences and writing your personal statement and everything. Um, and, you know, retaking your MCAT if you need to um, your senior year or your junior year. You start um, medical school the following August. Well, like the August yeah. of next year, right? August yes. of the year after. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So okay. the whole application process is a year long, which is crazy. But that's wow. why I would, that's why I appreciated so much that I was in a gap year because mm -hmm. it does take a year to apply technically. Yeah. So what would you say you did in college that helped you um, on your application the most? Um, I'm not sure if any one experience really helped me the most, but I do think that being a volunteer at a bunch of different places and you know just I think my application was very well-rounded and I think that's what 
medical schools are going to look for. They're not, you know, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not really focused on one particular thing. Like, okay, if this student did this one thing, they're in. You know, they're looking for someone who has really experienced a lot in terms of clinical experience, experience um, working in a team, experience being a leader in a team. It doesn't necessarily come down to one particular thing. So okay. I would say just the fact that I was pretty well, well-rounded, you know, I had research experience, I had a bunch of volunteer experience and I had job experience. I did like I was a home health aide and I was a scribe. Those all sort of worked together to make my application um, suitable. <laughs> so what would you have done differently? Is there anything you can think of besides, you know, like you said, knowing when to start the application, like how the application process works um, during college? Would you have done anything differently that maybe would have helped? I think in terms of what I was doing, like my jobs, my volunteer work, all of that, I don't think I would change anything. I felt really confident about my application and I even had someone look over it after the fact because I was, I, I was waitlisted um, before I got into medical school. And so I was freaking out a little bit. I was like, okay, I'm just, I should plan on, you know, not getting in. So I was basically starting the application process over again before I got the letter like, okay, you're, you're in or got the call, email, whatever it was. Um, so I had someone look over my application and he is a professional application, med school application person. And he, he said everything looked good. I just needed, you know, to edit a couple things in terms of how I worded things. And he made some edits on my personal statement. But yeah, other than the timing, I think everything else that I did, I was pretty, pretty confident with. I don't think I would change it, especially because I had such a good experience in my undergrad. I wasn't constantly stressed about getting research experience or getting this or that, I made sure to enjoy my undergraduate experience and I wouldn't give that up for anything. And how do you commit to medical school knowing it lasts years and what keeps you going? You just have to do it. I think if you really know that you want to be a doctor, if that is something you're just very passionate about, you do it. There's really no way around it. And in terms of how long it takes, it doesn't feel that long because you are learning so much. And for me, from day one, I felt like, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn in so little time. So time goes by super fast and it's necessary to have, you know, those first two years completely dedicated to learning about diseases and the disease processes and the physiology and the anatomy, everything. Because if I had only spent a year on that, it just wouldn't be enough time, you know? 
And then um, the next couple of years are going to be really important in, you know, learning how to work in a hospital and everything. So the amount of time that it takes, I think is so necessary that it doesn't play a huge factor <laughs> right now, you know, looking forward, it seems crazy, but I'm going to be starting my third year in a week and looking back, I'm like, how did I get here so fast? So I think you just do it and it, it doesn't really feel that crazy once you're in it <laughs> in terms of the timing and stuff. Um, and then you just always have to remind yourself of your goals and why you started in the first place in order to keep yourself going. Because as much as I love my experience, there have definitely been some lows. Um, you know, after my first exam, I cried in my car for like an hour. I was like, what am I doing with my life? Did I make a huge mistake? And that has happened a bunch of times to me and to all my friends, you know, there's going to be lows. There's going to be times where you feel really stupid or you feel like, did I make a huge mistake? Um, but then you'll have an experience that reminds you, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on the right track. This is why I'm doing this. Um, you know, for me, my family has always been a source of my motivation and, you know, just continuing doing what I'm doing to, you know, make them proud of me, um, to set a good example for my little sister and my niece. All of those things are really important um, in keeping yourself motivated and keeping yourself going <laughs> through such a rigorous um, process. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of people have different opinions about those who want to commit to medical school and become doctors. Um, I, I'm sure you heard a lot of different opinions when you were talking to your friends or family um, about career choice. Um, do you really think that medical school takes away a lot of from your 20s and that experience? Um, I definitely have a different lifestyle than a lot of my friends who are the same age as me. I mean, I'm not making money right now, like at all. I'm actually in debt, you know? Um, so that, that does, uh, I guess, take away from enjoying your twenties to the fullest, but then at the same time, um, I am learning things that none of my other friends are learning and I'm having experiences that none of them will ever have. Um, so it's like, if you are really dedicated to being a doctor and you are passionate about being a clinician and, you know, taking care of patients and all of that, then it balances out, like you might miss out on a couple trips or something, but at the same time, you know, you're doing what you love. So I think in the end, you do have to really love it in order to survive it and to feel like you're not missing out on your twenties. Um, but then there's also people who had great, had, um, sort of the typical experience in their 20s and then 
decided later that they were going to go to medical school. So there's always that option. Um, there's a woman in my class who's in her 60s. So, yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. That's like, amazing. There's, yeah. There's really no timeline in terms of if you want to do it, it doesn't matter when you decide it, as long as you decide it and, and you make it work. All right, Sarah, that was an amazing interview. You answered the questions really well, and we Thanks. got a lot of insight from you. Any last wise words of advice for students who may be scared of applying or going to medical school or committing to medicine, or even to those students who have another passion in life and they just are scared to commit and they just, you know, they're unsure of what the future will hold or they're struggling in their path right now, anything you can give us? Um, I would say my word of advice would be to um, get some experience, um, put yourself in situations where you are able to see what a doctor does um, or what other prof professions do. And if you love that experience, then do another one and do another one and do another one. I think the biggest thing that's going to make your path and your um, decision to pursue med medical school and being a doctor, I think the only things that will solidify that are to get out there and experience it. Because a lot of the um, hesitancy um, I think lies in the fact that a lot of people don't even know what it looks like to be a doctor. They have this idea in their head, um, but they haven't necessarily um, experienced um, certain aspects of it. And so just go out and figure it out if you love it. And if you do, then keep going. Um, find something that motivates you and never lose sight of that um, because it is a really hard journey, but I think it'll be worth it in the end. So far, I feel like it's definitely been worth it. Um, I'm again, so grateful for everything that I've been able to learn. And I am really happy that I was able to sort of find a creative outlet that um, has helped other students as well. Um, so yeah, my advice is just to go out and experience things and then, yeah, never lose sight of the things that motivate you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sarah.